Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We need to talk about the Toys Brexit deal because it's a disaster. And I mean a total catastrophe. And whether we talk about it or not, it will keep crippling our economy and our future. Now, there is a conspiracy of silence over the Tories' Brexit deal for very obvious reasons. Now, the Conservatives clearly don't want to talk about it. It's their mess. They did this. They negotiated this particular deal and they are defending it to the hill. It is an existential issue for the modern Conservative Party. Neither with the Labour Party. And that's because, frankly, they fear they will alienate the voters in key marginal seats that they need to win over. And they are fearful of reminding people, highlighting Keir Starmer's history as a diehard Remainer when he was trying to position himself, of course, as the next leader of the Labour Party. But obviously much of our media aren't talking about it because most newspapers backed it, like the major ones like The Mail, like The Sun, like The Telegraph. Um, But also the BBC isn't willing to talk about it, not just because those right-wing newspapers help frame the political coverage of the BBC, but because internally um, there has been a decision that it is a responsibility of the BBC not to be seen to have a pro-Remain bias now, allegations were made against Robbie Gibb, who uh, used to work for the Tories and then worked for the BBC in a senior position and then became um, a spin doctor for Theresa May and then came back to the BBC. And Emily Maitlis, the former Newsnight uh, presenter, uh, suggested that he was pushing an agenda, I suppose, sympathetic to the government uh, within the BBC. Look, the net result is silence, largely, over this issue, with notable um, exceptions. Also, to be honest, look, those of us on the left, because we're not, we weren't, frankly, comfortable, to say the least, with the fact that elements of the Remain campaign clearly used it as a means to attack the left-wing leadership under Jeremy Corbyn of the Labour Party. That's just, that happened. Glory to Piero, who was a Blairite MP, put it to me that her colleagues, some of them were using it for that purpose. Didn't mean they weren't genuine and sincere Remainers, of course they were. Um, but it was used as, as, as a useful device and also it opened up a culture war in this country, turning us into Remainers or Leavers, um, rather than who's got wealth and power and who doesn't, which cuts across those those that particular cultural divide, if you like. Um, and also, people like myself have profound misgivings about the EU and its coming form. Look, the net result is a lot of silence. Now, over the weekend, there was... Uh, reportedly a secret meeting in, in, in a posh Oxfordshire retreat, including Remainers, in fact, it was chaired by Peter Mandelson, but including shadow cabinet members like David Lammy and also leavers like Michael Gove, obviously in the, in the cabinet, and also the former Tory leader, Michael Howard, who's now the Lords. And and the, the point of this was to deal with the failures of the current Brexit deal and, and try and do come up with solutions for them and have presumably a closer settlement with uh, in terms of a deal with the EU. I don't think this is good news at all. Um, I don't think a lot of the centrist Remainers have learned from the mistakes of the past when they were very easily cast as elitists who were plotting in secret to thwart, thwart the will of the people and all the rest of it. I think you need to learn from that, and I don't think they are. 
I don't think going to posh Oxfordshire mansions, some rural retreat, to discuss this without any public transparency, I don't think it's good, and I think it will be seized upon, and it is being seized upon, um, by those who support this deal, or even a worse deal, frankly, the likes of Farage want a harder deal. But let's just hear what Rishi Sunak had to say in response to that meeting. Apparently this Brexit meeting that took place relatively recently, did you know about it? Do you sanction Michael Gove to go and talk to other MPs? You know, I'm, I, I was proud to, to vote for Brexit and now as Prime Minister I'm keen to make sure that we deliver the benefits of it. Now we've already done that when we've taken control of our migration system, for example. We're rolling out free ports across the country which are creating jobs and investment. And now what we want to do is make sure that we drive growth in our economy by seizing the opportunities of Brexit to do things differently. OK, so he's proud of his Brexit credentials. Cool. But what's actually happening? So this week, the Bank of Eng a Bank of England policymaker, Jonathan Haskell, said that because of the Tory Brexit deal, we've suffered a productivity penalty of £29 billion. That's a grand a household. So that's a grand you've lost. Um, and claiming a wave of investment stops in its track after 2016, uh, in 2016 after the vote. Um, and said that we'd suffered much more of a productivity slowdown than other large economies because of Brexit. Philip Inman, uh, the economic, uh, economics editor at The Guardian, said, as self-inflicted disasters go, it ranks as one of the worst in modern history. Why? It gives some examples that AstraZeneca lauded, of course, wrongly. <laughs> Big Pharma wrongly lauded, depending on public research. Um, and then portraying that as a big victory for capitalism. Not true. But anyway, they've made Ireland the location of a new factory, big you know the farmer industry doesn't get two billion pounds of EU funding anymore um andrew bailey the governor of the bank of england um uh, notes um the economics editor said the impact of leaving the single market customs union is being felt more acutely on uk's trade than first estimated we're talking red tape we're talking administrative administrative holdups at the border exporters deterred by huge masses of paperwork extra costs sending goods to the eu that kind of thing so as a result you get this growing gap between imports and exports because of the lower exports coming from britain of goods and services and at the same time business investment stagnated until 2019 then just collapsed now it's interesting at the telegraph um a right-wing columnist has declared brexit is finally dead and the tory party will soon suffer the same fate we can only dream can't we hey oh, it's only february i didn't know it was christmas that's exciting isn't it tory party dead yes please anyway they she declared that the secret meeting amounted to signing off switching brexit's life support machine bemoaning the lack of political will to save it blames lots of people for his death theresa may not going to defend theresa may i really hate the rehabilitation of theresa may after what she did the political elite foreseeing brexit is only a damaged limitation exercise and a lack of vision by the brexiteers but she says regardless the fact remains that brexit is dead well it's not dead is it <laughs> it's it's clearly we've left the eu on very bad terms <laughs> You know, and I speak talking about the politics of it, circling back again, you know, my fear is always of a culture war, which I think is poisonous. It was poisonous, divided communities, families for that matter, and wreaked havoc politically, which benefited the right. Um, I don't think rejoining the EU is a realistic prospect, um, partly, not least, it would end up on terms not very favourable compared to what we had. Um, which I don't think people would end up accepting. And I don't think the EU even wants Britain back anyway. Um, you know, so people like myself, you know, on balance would have preferred to stay in the EU for obvious reasons um, uh, and try to reform it. But then that's not an option now. So the question is having a consensus around a closer deal, um, which deals with these damage, dam very damaging in, um, effects. Because if Labour is not willing to commit to that before an election, they won't have a mandate afterwards. And then they're going to be in trouble because... You know, at the moment, I think people look at a lot of the economic damage in the in the aftermath of the pandemic, don't they? And in terms of um, 
the war in Ukraine. But I think when it becomes clear, well, actually a lot of this is down to Brexit, without those kind of distractions, if you like, then I think people can get quite angry about it all and want some sort of solution. You know, look, the fact we've had years of austerity under the Tories and wreaked havoc in terms of living standards, the public realm and all the rest of it, that's a big part of the story as well. Um, it's left us more exposed to shocks like the Tories Brexit deal. But we can't stop talking about this. This is a disaster. And it is in meltdown. I mean, that Telegraph columnist is right in one sense that it is just a collapsing project, a disastrously collapsing project, which is just making people poorer. That's what it's. That's all it's doing. No other impact on your life than being a bit poorer than you were, or significantly poorer. We need to talk about this, but we need to talk about it in a way that doesn't allow Brexiteers, right-wing Brexiteers, to start another culture war um, and make it look like you know conspiracy, the elite conspiring against the will of the people. It needs to talk directly to people who actually voted for, for to leave, but are now suffering often the worst consequences of the Tories' particular Brexit deal. That's a conversation we need to start. Please like, subscribe, and do support us on patreon.com forward slash I'm Jones I'll see you in a bit.